Although Sefer Shemos is known widely in tradition as Sefer Hagaula, the Book of Redemption, or in other common terms, the Book of Exodus, which certainly makes a lot of sense considering what the Book of Shemos is about. But of course, the other common name of the book is in fact Shemos, which literally means names. Now, at first glance, it's a very strange name, strange title for a book that seemingly does not have much to do with names at all. The context in which this appears, the word names, is that the Chumash begins by listing the names of the Shvatim. And, you know, that's, that, that seems to be about it, that we start off with this list of the names of the Shvatim. So, of course, these are the names of the Shvatim. And then from there, we don't really seem to have much to do with names after that point. And so really begs the question as to what is the significance of names? Is that just a coincidental title or is there something more fundamental about names that speaks to the entirety of Sefer Shemos? Now there is in fact a Midrash. The Midrash actually appears in the Vayikra Rabbah and the Midrash suggests that actually it was because of the Jewish names that we, in fact, experienced the Geula, the Israelite, the Hebrew names that we maintained. At length, the Midrash suggests that there were a few things that we maintained, and because we maintained these particular items, we were able to be worthy of redemption. And the Midrash lists that they kept their, their Hebrew Israelite clothing, they kept their names, their language, all of these variables which represent their Jewish identity, as it were. Now, what's interesting and somewhat strange to note is that all of these things are the externals. These represent Jewish identity, but again, they're all on the outside. Even the language which comes from within, but that's what they speak. That's the spoken language, the name that they have on their outside, or the clothing that they wore. But the things that are more integral, you would think that that wouldn't even be a question. Of course they were maintaining that. And yet, the Midrash Rabbah, this is in the Shemos Rabbah, suggests that the mitzvah, the main mitzvah that they had, perhaps the only mitzvah that they had at the time, the mitzvah of bris milah, which they obviously inherited all the way back from Avram Avinu, so that was widely discontinued. There are some Midrashim that say otherwise, that perhaps Brismila was maintained, maybe the Levim maintained Brismila, but according to the Midrash Rabbah, again, the same, seem, seemingly the same source that suggests that they maintained their Jewish clothes, names, and language, also admits that they did not maintain perhaps the most integral aspect of Jewish identity and the thing that was perhaps binding on some level in a halachic way, in a religious way, and that was bris milah, and that was, not con- that, that was not continued. And it really begs the question, like, how, how exactly is that possible? What, what, is, well, what, what are we supposed to take away from this fact? The fact that on the one hand they were maintaining their Jewish identity, and then it seems on the other hand they weren't. Is this a contradiction in terms? So it could be that really at the end of the day there is no contradiction. And maybe they were able to maintain all of the other externals, but when it came to Brismila, that was something that they did not maintain. And perhaps this seeming paradox is a paradox 
that we've witnessed in some form or another in our own times. People that are Jewish by name, people that have some kind of a Jewish identity, but perhaps where it counts absolutely most when it comes to the integrals, when it comes to the religious expression, religious observance, there perhaps they are not on top of their religious identity. So on the one hand, when it comes to Jewish identity, there might be two aspects of it. It could be on the one hand, there is a Jewish national identity, and perhaps there is a religious identity. And it seems that it was in the schus of at least that, that Jewishness by name that Klaistral had a fighting chance. And that's a little bit strange, isn't it? No, don't we usually emphasize the importance of the actual religious observance? And it could be the answer is yes, and that was in fact needed as well. Because we know that when push came to shove, when it was time for the Bnei Israel to actually be rescued from Mitzrayim, they had to at least accomplish a certain rite of passage. But they had to fulfill the mitzvah of Karban Pesach. And of course, Karban Pesach could not be observed unless the men had a bris milah. Even though bris milah had thus far been discontinued, it would, that, that would not be able to get them through to the next phase. It could be the fact that they were able to maintain their Jewish identity, at least on the outside, that was something that gave them that fighting chance. And if they say that we have this yearning to be identified by our Jewish names, clothes, and language, so then maybe even if in every other facet they've assimilated, but at least they've given themselves that chance. And the question is, when push comes to shove, once Hashem has given us that fighting chance, that He sends the Makos, and now the question is, where do we want to identify ourselves from here on in? Are we going to ultimately take the plunge and not only be Jewish by national identity, but also by, by religious identity? And if we could answer that question and answer it the right way, perhaps that we too will be Zoha to the Google.